All right, we are going back to Kitzur. We are in Simen Samach Beis, the house of the Masamatim, laws of conducting business transactions. We are in Sefir Aleph, and Adumim is that Sachas and Nisana Ben Yehudas Chava. Him and everyone else being Moshe Nefesh for Klai Yisrael Shabbos Lachon return home safely. So the Kitzur Simen Samach Beis Sefir Aleph. Chayevim Rishay Kahal. So we were in the middle of talking about having inappropriate measurement weights, etc., um, in with you. The heads of the community have to go and have appoint people that should go to stores. And if they see any store that has a, a measurement that's small than it should be, or a weight that's missing a little, or or when I say a weight, I mean what they put on one side of the of the scale, or they have a scale itself that's that's uh, that's messed up, right? That'll give an appropriate measurement for the benefit of the Seller, so they should have these appointed people to uh, punish these people with makos uh, and, and to find them as is deemed appropriate. It's also to even own a measurement that is missing, whether it's in your house or in your store. But even if you don't measure with it, it already exists or just even owns such a thing. If a person has such a thing and keeps it with him, he's over and alive just for having it. You should not have in your pocket. should not have in your pocket and you should not have it in your home. The Pasuk does not mention that you should not measure with this, right? That certainly would be a Yisr. The Pasuk even, uh, not even measuring, just even having it is already an Yisr. But if you last this Amida of the mirror, I mean, even if you use a measurement for a receptacle, they would urinate into the, that measurement, right? It's like a cup or something they would urinate into. So the chances of them using it as a measurement would be very slim. Even so, maybe a person who doesn't realize what you're actually using this for, and he may come to measure with it. So therefore, it's also to have it in any event. If the meaning in the city is, is that even if you have something which technically is a measure, but it has to be marked with a specific mark, the zoo and Yerushima, this one they have, they do looks like a, you know, a kilo weight, but it doesn't have the official markings, and therefore no one's going to use it. In such a case, it's mutter to keep it, because everyone's going to recognize that it's not the official measurement and they're not going to use it. So who's going and trying to buy or rent something, whether he's buying land or a or a movable object, he's buying it from a guy or yid, they already agreed on a price. They hadn't made a kin in that, but they agreed on the price. Somebody else swoops in at the last minute, someone else swoops in and buys it or rents it. Nick Russia, that person is a called a Russia, and the Sma says to the point that you make a public announcement what this guy did. But if they don't agree on the price, they're still uh, haggling over the price. Someone else can swoop in um, and buy it. Ramosha uh, does bring some shitas who say that even if they didn't agree on a final price, but they're very close, you know, this one's saying 100, this one's saying 90, you know that it's a matter of time where, you know, they're going to split the difference, and they're very close, so it could be even though they didn't technically agree on a price, there's some shitas that even at that point, a person would be considered a Russia if he jumped in. But also, it's also to encroach on uh, someone else's boundaries, when buying or renting from a guy. 
that right? The, the literal term of encroaching on the border is that you move the you move the border between the two of you to take to take more land. Or right? well, the way we commonly refer to it is either opening a store next door or something like that. So as if we're here we're saying is let's say a guy rented a house um, from a guy and let's say at the end this guy is renting it for two years and the rental is up and the guy wants to renew and you come in and you say you tell the guy no I'm going to rent it from you instead of this person and you sign a new rental agreement before the person is already there that would also be considered a saga sagvul and that's what kitzur means in regard in regards to a saga sagvul when renting a home. Someone who gives money to his friend to go buy land for him. And instead of buying the land for the person who sent him, he puts money out of his own pocket and decides to buy it for himself. It looks so good, he wants to keep it for himself. He's a Ramai, he's a, Ramai. He's a, a trickster, a, 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 a swindler. But the Kenyan works because at the end of the day, he bought something that the person who sent him did not actually purchase yet and he used his own money. Let's say the guy said, you know, he took it one step further. Not only did he not buy it for the person who sent him, but he also used the money of the person who sent him. Then he has to give the object back to the person who bought it for, even when he bought it. He said he's buying it for himself, but since he was the shleach of the other person, he used the other person's money, the other person is the one who gets to keep it, and he has a chibit to give it to the person who had sent him, even though he did not have a mind to buy it for him. So again, it depends, right? The guy is either way cheating and trying to buy it for himself. If he uses his own money, then it worked buying it for himself, but we consider him to be um, not the straightest person in the world. If he used the guy who sent him money to buy it for himself, it goes back to the person who sent him. Someone gave even a portion of the money for a purchase. Or he marked what he's going to buy with some sort of simon that he's going to buy it. He didn't even make the mark yet, but the seller told him, okay, make your mark over there that it's deserved for you. Even though that's not a true Maisekinian that it's considered that he acquired it already, but they already did some sort of pu'ula to show that this is going to be a mechira. If someone at that point backs out, whether it's the buyer or the seller, he did not do appropriate maisa that is for you to do, and he gets the Einish of Mishapara. What does that mean? Bezin Bezin goes out and curses him explicitly and says, when they say, Mishapara, the one who punished their Mabel and the Darflaga and from Sadaim and from Mitzrayim that sunk in the sea, all these places of people Hashem then come on, on people, even from Mishayim and Debure, he should. Um, take punishment on someone who did not keep his word and backed out of the sale, right? So certainly not a simple curse that any of us would like to get. Sif design. In general, the case that says a person should keep his word. You didn't do a kinin. You didn't mark it. But you said you're going to do something. If you give a price, so we can't give you the curse of Mishapara, but still it would be appropriate to not be chayzer. We call him for the people who are not trustworthy. Are not pleased um, with such a person. He really because he saw us keep the words. The remainder of Kaiser will not do something inappropriate. And the speech will not be a fake speech. That even what he thinks in his heart. Now, obviously, there's no chiv necessarily like a binding chiv to keep something that you thought. But a higher level would be a higher madriga is that even something that you think about doing, you follow through on. That a person thought in his heart, I'm going to sell it for this price. And the buyer 
didn't know that the seller is going to sell at that price. So he was going to sell, why the seller already decided he's going to sell for 100 and the buyer comes with an offer of 120. So technically we didn't agree on anything. There's a reason I can't accept 120. So if it gets to the higher level of 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 a yid is to take only the hundred, the price that you thought in your heart. Like I mentioned, number of diamonds above that that speaks truth in his heart. So to the verse, if the buyer said, you know, I'm going to pay one twenty, and then the the seller says, I'll give it to you for hundred, in the last way, should not be crazy and pay the full one twenty. All things been on the chaveri. Yesh lekayim achshavas libai. Person should keep what he thinks in his heart. And gorm b'dalas he says a deva. Yesh bedalas says if you thought to do something good and you're able to do it, you should keep to to it. Avatzerche answer me if you're doing it for yourself. Kosha in b'hem srach mitzvah. It's not something that has to do with keeping a mitzvah because if it is a mitzvah, you do have to keep your word. And zerch lekayim akudam it's itself. It's just between you and yourself. Even if you said it, as long as they take it as a net. And if you said, oh, this would be a nice thing if I did X Y Z, then you do not have a chiv to do it unless it is a, it has some sort of a srach mitzvah that has some shaykhs to a mitzvah, in which case you would have a chiv to do it. So if you die. He says you're going to give your, you, you tell your friend you're going to give him a small matana. You didn't tell him we're going to give him anything crazy. You thought I'm going to give him something small. So something small, he realizes you're going to follow through in it. If you do not give it to him at the end, you continue untrustworthy. That's a good because the guy never trusted you in the first place. You're actually going to follow through on such an elaborate gift. The person did not follow through it. But when a person does say he's going to give it, whether the other person is going to believe you or not, but if you talk and say you're going to give it, you have to have fully in mind to actually follow through on what you say. When you say it, he's not relying on me anyway, so I can say I can give it and then back out later. No, when you say you're going to give it, you should do it with a tacit to truly give it. To speak uh, one way in your heart and your words saying something differently than how you truly feel is also not a measurement of the eifa tzedek is appropriate and your hint should also be tzedek. Uh, hin and are both different measurements. So if I already said eifa, I know already hin. So I'd have to say hin also. And it's a play on words that hin sounds like hain, which is yes. Their yes and no should also be followed through and be truthworthy. This that we say that if you say a big matana that we let you off the hook is because of Gavin Semichdas if you're giving it to a rich person. If someone says giving it to a poor person, they're giving a lot or a little, you are not able to be chaser in what you did because it's not just a nice thing, but it's an actual chiv. Saying you're going to give something to an is like doing a mitzvah, it's staka, and therefore it's like a nether. Even if you didn't actually verbalize the words, but you had in your heart that you were going to think about doing this, also that's considered um, to be completing of your thought. Now, how clear does this need to be? You know, if you say, oh, if someone comes into Shul, I'm thinking of giving such amount, and he walks out, you didn't chase it down. I don't know, you know, ask your rub, at what point in your mind when you plan on giving something, is that called Gomer Belibai? And what is already baked in that I already understand, even if I thought about giving it, I understand there may be circumstances that prevent me from following through in it, and therefore it would not be a chiv. Ask your rub. Someone wants to sell a land or a house, and two people come. They each agree, and not, neither one is offering you more money. Neither one of them um, owns an adjacent property, which we'll see in a second what the Allah is if somebody owns an adjacent property. So, what is the order of Kadima who I sell to first? So one is already lives in the city, so it's from a different city. The person who lives in your city comes first. They're both in the city, one of them is your neighbor, not directly educated 
again, not an adjacent property, but he's in your neighborhood. The neighbor comes first. And if you have someone who's a good friend and the other one is your neighbor, you have nothing to do with, your friend comes first. One is your friend, one is your relative, but you're closer to your friend than you are to your relative in this case. Then the friend comes first. Shnemar, Pasuk says, A close, um, a good neighbor, a close neighbor is better than a far friend. But if it's not a friend, a relative comes first. Besides, for is more than a neighbor and more than a friend who who's close to you. If somebody owns adjacent property, who he comes first because it's a tremendous advantage for him to owning two adjacent properties. And even for he sold it to somebody else. You can tell the person who bought it and say, look, I was the Balmetzer, I own the adjacent property, that's them, I come before you, and therefore I have the right to pay you off to get out of here, whether even if the purchaser does not want to do this. And so much so, even if the guy who bought it has all the other malice we mentioned, he's a Talmud Chacham, he's also a neighbor, he's a relative, and the guy who's the, who's the, owns the adjacent property has none of these malice, he's an Amaretz, he's far from him, the guy who was adjacent is first, and he could push out um, the loy keach. And all these things are not psukim in the Torah, what the order is, but for societal benefits that are, this is the appropriate order of Kedima. You should do what is appropriate in Hashem's eyes.